0: Hi, I'm April Lovett.
1: And I'm Daryl Lovett.
0: We've been together for six years. and We have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey.
1: That's right. We also work our nine to five jobs together. We teach together and we own the Lovett Company.
0: We do so much together and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship.
1: That's right. A relationship that is all day, every day.
0: Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life.
1: So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White.
1: The podcast, we are back in the house one more again. We are back one more again.
0: Yes. What we
1: got in store for the people tonight?
0: So tonight we are talking about how to build your self-confidence. Okay. Boost your self-esteem.
1: Okay. And how to level up your self-confidence gain.
0: Ooh. Yeah, we'll
1: use that one, too.
0: I like it. You know,
1: we're all about the level up, right?
0: Yes. We're going to level up our confidence levels. And I think this this uh, comes into play. I see often with like students. Well, a lot of times with students um, and that some are supremely confident. And then I've had other students come to me that are like, I see all these people that are so confident in what they're doing and what their path is. And I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I think we can kind of address that, like how to boost your, like give people some practical tips about how to boost your self-confidence.
1: I'm down for that.
0: Great. Okay. All right. So I think the first thing we really want to unpack is the distinction between ego and self-confidence, because there is a distinction. Definitely. Um, and we hear a lot of times about ego from mm-hmm. Influencers. I actually just heard it was a really good episode, but I heard a really good episode from Oprah in her super soul conversations about ego. And so we hear about it a lot and the importance of ego. Um, but I want to know, how is this different from self-confidence? Because they seem kind of like they could be the same thing.
1: Yeah, I think that um, they could be perceived as the same thing, but I believe that they are very different. And I don't know what you heard from Oprah um, because I wasn't listening. <laughs> What did you hear from Oprah?
0: I heard from Oprah about her journey with ego and understanding ego and understanding. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. It was understanding that ego is not like this. Um, Like we always think of it as almost a bad thing. Like people have egos and when they have egos, usually they're so supremely self-confident that their ego takes over. And so if somebody... In our society, if we deem somebody as egotistical, it's usually perceived in very negative connotation, almost like a narcissistic quality that somebody might have. Um, And so she was talking about how to perceive ego in a different way. And so um, how ego can actually be holding you back, not necessarily because of the narcissistic qualities, but because maybe you don't believe in yourself as much as you should based on your circumstances. Right. Um. That's really the best overview I can give to Oprah because Oprah is, you know. It's Oprah.
1: <laughs> Oprah. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. I just kind of want to hear that a little bit and, and see what the mainstream take on ego yeah. versus self-confidence was. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm a little choked up. I know. Um, But for us, uh, the distinction, I think, is understanding where that barrier and where that line is. Having an ego is not a bad thing, but making sure that you're keeping it under wraps making sure that you're not venturing over that line too far um, from self-confidence to ego. Um, I think that when you're talking about self-confidence, that is what typically leads to those successful moments. Mm. When you're talking about ego, I think that if you venture too far over into that area, that's when you can self-sabotage. So the distinction is understanding (coughs) that. Um, Self-confidence is kind of what carries you, what leads you. Um, It's about you and the situation that you're in. I mean, it's solely about you. Whereas when you're kind of on the ego side, you're taking into consideration other people and you're kind of taking into consideration yourself and the influence or the power, the dominance or the level that you have over those people as opposed to being self-confident in yourself and working with those people on a level playing field.
0: Ooh, I think that's really good. <laughs> and I had an example of like a time that, I'll still tell my example, but okay. um, it, would fit a little bit better if I had like a really good, like large organization example based on okay. what you just said. So this is not it because this is actually our business in right. relation to that. And because people who listen to us know how we work, you are the processor. I am the idea generator basically right. in our business. And so I think a lot of times an idea generator can come with an ego automatically. Yeah. Um, And the things that, I want to do. I'm very self-confident in, like, if I have an idea, I'm very confident. Um, Usually rightfully so, like I try to do my homework and I try to do a lot of research about things that are trending and what would make sense for our business. And so I have this level of confidence that I think is healthy and I think is necessary as we work to create Content. We generate ideas about the things that we want to do and the services we want to provide. Right. Um, and you are so good at taking them and running with them and sticking them into a timeline. And here's how everything fits together. Um, and so my ego will surpass, and I mean ego in in the negative, like egotistical, almost narcissistic connotation that we talked about. And I mean this when I have an idea, right? And I tell you the idea and I'm like, this is a great idea. We're going to do it because it's going to be a service that everybody needs and people are going to need this or going to want it. And I may not be wrong about that, but where my ego kicks in is if you're like, let's take a step back. Let's see how this fits into our current structure, our current organization. Is it a service or content or something that we can be taking on? And if It's not or if I'm on a faster timeline than what you think for our business and you try to pull me back a little bit, like let's think this through a little bit more and plan for it, then my ego can kick in and I'll get defensive. And I think that's an interesting aspect of the negative connotation of ego is that it's almost like anytime you get feedback about an idea or something that you have that you think is just supreme, you get defensive about it. And I feel myself doing that sometimes like, no, this is a great idea. And here's why I did all the research. It's going to be golden. Like we're going to be able to do it. And you're like, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm Just saying like, hold on. And because I don't like that, I don't want to hear it. My ego kicks in. And so I move from confidence in my ability and what I'm doing and bringing to the business into this threshold of ego that can be detrimental sometimes.
1: Mm. Absolutely. I agree with you hundred percent on that. <laughs> um, and I guess if I had to um, give an example, excuse me. <clears throat> My example would be in business related would be not so much you as other people. Oh, um, you know, sometimes we solicit feedback or sometimes people want to give it. Uh. And as opposed to me just being confident in what we're doing and kind of. Answering the questions um, or just kind of letting them in on what's mm-hmm. going on. My ego does take over and I'm just kind of like, nah, we're good. <laughs> thank you, but no thank you for your feedback. Yeah. Um, And, and sometimes you have to be like sometimes that. Sometimes you
0: have to be like, like that. But yeah, I know what you're saying. But I sometimes. know there are
1: some times where some people have an outside view because we work right. in the business all the time. Mm-hmm. And some people have outside view and they're giving good feedback Mm -hmm. and sometimes my ego gets in the way because i'm like well you're not in the business you don't know what our direction is you don't know our vision is but it could be something that could help us move forward or help us level up and sometimes my ego get in the way and especially if it's somebody who's not even doing what we're doing um that's where it really becomes challenging but then
0: that might sting
1: yeah and, and i think that what i've learned and since we're talking about you know, ego versus self-confidence, I think taking a step back and kind of seeing where they're coming from, because they may have a certain skill set of just one part of what we're doing and they're sharing feedback on that one thing. Yeah. And I take it for the whole business. And then that's when my ego kicks in and I'm like, uh, you just keep your little thing that you really ain't doing nothing with over there to yourself. We got this <laughs> over here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so there's been times you've said that
1: before. Uh, yeah, but but that's it. And sometimes, you know, now that I think back and, and we kind of, you know, been talking about this a little bit, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, wow, that was an ego thing. Like, I needed to get my ego in check. Like, I should listen to what they had to say because they have an outside perspective. Mm-hmm. They actually have a skill set that we use for a portion of it. And this might have actually could have helped. And then mm-hmm. sometimes I catch it afterwards. I'm like, dang it, D. And I'm like, that's good stuff, though. And I take it and use it anyways Mm -hmm. after my ego and I ran them away, whereas I could have possibly missed out on more opportunities for them to help us to continue to grow. Yeah. So that would be my example. And I know you've heard me say it and I know I've said it. Um, But being more aware and conscious of that, I think, is um, very important when you're talking about. Self-confidence
0: yeah, and agree. being
1: successful. And that's kind of where that line is that I was explaining earlier. Yeah.
0: Self-confidence versus ego. Well, and as we talk about success, I think when we talk about building confidence, there can be a line, too, between success and self-sabotage. Right.
1: right. Definitely. Yeah.
0: And so what what would that look like if you were to cross that line from success to self-sabotage? What's the difference between the two of those?
1: I think with the success line, with it being tied so closely to self-confidence, as long as you're staying confident in your abilities and your plan and what you have going on, um, you're going to be successful. But if you strive for um, success faster than, you know, you should be accomplishing Mm -hmm. success, your ego can kick in because you think you should be somewhere faster than you actually should be there. Or if you get to a place or a level um, that you've gotten pretty quickly and you disregard some of the things or people that have helped you get there because you got there quicker than you anticipated. yeah, That's also self-sabotage because when you do that, you're killing relationships.
0: Yeah, that's you're true. You're
1: killing future potential opportunities. So when you're talking about the crossover between success and self-sabotage, um, that's why I said success is closely related to the um, Self confidence piece, whereas the ego piece ego that's kicks where in the, and then you sabotage Yep,
0: it's funny that you say that too because I think so. Uh, so you guys are getting everybody we listen to, Oprah, and now Ed Milet, mm-hmm. and who is also really good. And we can we'll link to these in the show notes. But Ed Milet also. I had a guest on recently. Um, I think it's his latest one, and I can't remember exactly who it was, but he was really good. He was a former pro baseball player. Oh, yeah. And he talks about the how a lot of people will view success as overnight success, and he's not the right. only person to talk about this. But he talks about, it took me 20 years to build my success through practice, through consistency, through... You know, having these daily habits, which, you know, we talk about this often, but daily habits and consistency, like nobody is ever an overnight success. I don't no. care who you are. I don't care. You know, actually, I just thought of one girl who might be just because she the... uh meet me outside. How about that? Oh, that girl. Gosh, She was an overnight success. Yeah. I don't remember her name. But anyway, so nobody is an overnight success <laughs> and you kind of have to move through this process, right? It takes time. I'm yeah. glad you said that. I don't really think that has anything to do with building confidence, but well, I you, do think it's important. Well,
1: you definitely have to have self-confidence in order to um stick to the plan yeah because you could easily lose self-confidence if it takes 20 years think about it you work on something for 20 years
0: right and uh, then after 20 years you see the fruits of you your labor you finally
1: see the fruits of your labor but during those 20 years you're at year like five and you're like dang i'm not doing something right there's something about me that self-confidence starts to decline you start to question it um, and that can be detrimental as well Yeah. Um, when we're talking about self-confidence. But I think that what we're going to cover throughout the rest of this episode is talking about when you're in a funk like that or if you're um, not as self-confident as you probably could be from the beginning, ways you can boost that, ways yeah. you can level the confidence game up. Um, so I, I think that that's true. When you talk about 20 years, that's a long time. It's a long time. time.
0: And you know, when I think about this, just just quickly, I want to talk about, because I think that a lot of entrepreneurs watch us and I think that they can relate to this very closely, but not only in our entrepreneurial lives because we're entrepreneurs, right. but we also, we, we work for a large organization as well. Right. And I can see this playing out. Not at first. When I was a young professional starting out in a large organization, I was like, I should have instant success. And I did everything in my power to try to ensure that I would have insta success, even though Instagram was nothing back then. I'm dating myself. But anyway, I do think it's taken time to come up. Like it's been, I've been a professional for over a decade, and I'm just now seeing the fruits of my labors from when I started 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's important because young professionals, whether they're entrepreneurs, whether they are in a large organization, a small organization, they start out and they want to see results right away because that's what we're used to in this day and age. Mm -hmm. And I think it's worth saying that no matter where you're at no matter what you're doing it's going to take time to see your success and that is consistency and it's just daily habits over and over
1: yeah yes and to give you a story on the reverse side like for her it took a long time for me mm-hmm. I did see instant success
0: you did that's true
1: I saw instant success and you know what my ego did kick in yeah Um, because I had worked hard and I did all the things <laughs> and it kind of worked out for me and I saw that instant success um, yeah. and my ego kicked in and I had a couple of um, life changing events that kind of put it back into perspective Yeah. because just as easy as you achieve it, you can lose it the same way. Yeah.
0: So agree. Agree. Um, well, let's talk about the other one worrying about yourself and others, not just yourself. How is that a builder of self-confidence?
1: So when you're talking about self-confidence and we're talking about success, Mm -hmm. um, you have to worry about yourself and others and not just yourself, because what you're doing is typically (laughs) going to involve someone else. (coughs) Um, And so when you're focusing just on yourself, Mm -hmm. you're kind of blocking out everything that's around you. And we talk about relationships Mm -hmm. um, and, and sometimes you can ruin relationships, burn bridges. And realize it later on that, oh, man, you know, I needed that person. or I could have used that person when everything that you were doing was all about you. And excuse me, we are both just, I know
0: we're rough, all
1: messed up. So an example of that that I have for me is that when I um, found that instant success, all the focus went on me because I was like, oh, man, I worked hard. Yeah. I put in all the work, I did all the things, yeah. and look where it got me. So my focus then became on, well, how can I keep moving up? How can I um, make sure I maintain this? Right. What can I do for me? What can I do for me? What can I do for me? And I did lose a little bit of credibility for um, from my staff. Right. Um, and the reason why is because they pick up on that. Yeah. When you're focusing, like my, my thing was like, all right, cool, D, you got this, you earned this, like this was for you. All right, what can you do to even add another star by your name? Yeah. And that's when you make it all about you and not about the other people.
0: There's uh, no I in team. Uh, sure. T-E-A. I
1: mean, you know they do the little, if you color it in the right way,
0: <laughs> where, where the
1: A is. Like the bottom of the A and the I, like if you color it in. You know what I'm talking about?
0: I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so... Um, Well, so, so moral of the story, isolation in success is actually not a good thing. You want to build those relationships.
1: Definitely. Because
0: the isolation is either going to push people away from you who were on your team, who were working for you, especially if it's a staff, right? Yep. Or even if, you know, we don't have a large staff right now, like we're entrepreneurs and we are, we have a few people that are helping us, but we're, you know, on our own building the empire that we're building. But even so, we have to create those relationships. Definitely. We can't work in isolation. So I no. think that's really good. Because once you start working in isolation and your ego kicks in.
1: Yeah, you're in trouble.
0: That is a path to failure. Yep,
1: you're in trouble. Yeah. And with the self-confidence, um, I think that working with other people, they kind of contribute to that. They have help boost you up which helps boost your self-confidence up yeah they help you grow you help them grow you grow together yeah Um, and especially like with us like we help lift each other up and we help each other level up and um we could easily you know take the approach of all right well I got to do this this is my part in the business this is my role yeah and this is what I need to accomplish to feel good about this yeah and easily lose sight of the us yeah And, you know, that's a setup for failure as well.
0: Well, I think it's important. um, uh, I think it's important for entrepreneurs, but I think it's important as we talk about a husband-wife partnership. Right. I think that's just as important, if not more important. And for us, we've both taken on that role of, you know, we've gotten our communication as solid. And so now we've taken on the role of boosting each other's confidence in certain areas. And right. I even think about the way that we talk about um, about parenting. We really, I know when I talk about parenting, I use the word co-parenting a lot, which maybe to some people might have this connotation that like, we're not together living under the same house that we're doing our best to co-parent our kids right. because there's, there's this idea that if you're co-parenting, then each Party is putting in either the same amount of work or trying to like do the same amount of work so the kids see each partner equally and usually that's a system where there's unequalness which means either you're divorced or you're not together you know whatever but I like to talk about co-parenting because I feel like we do a really good job of that under the same roof where we are both responsible for our kids we both have equal shares of wanting their like the good the best for them right um the best for their well-being and so for me we help boost each other's confidence in parenting in our husband wife (laughs) roles Um, on top of, you know, anything else that we do work-wise. And I think that's so important in boosting self-confidence. So the people who are listening to us who are maybe like, I might be a stay-at-home parent and or I'm having issues with confidence in my relationship. um, I think it's really important to cognizantly, like, very be very intentional about boosting your partner and having those conversations if you don't feel like you're getting that boost of self-confidence from them it's important that you do that for each other to maintain a good relationship
1: absolutely
0: Um. And so, and so the talking about isolation and talking about relationships and the importance really made me think of that yeah Um, So this one, I'm very curious about uh, uh, your feedback on, but this one is typically the bigger your ego, the lower your self-esteem. And I think we covered this a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything else you want to add to this point?
1: No, I think that we did cover it. And once you cross over that threshold, um, it's typically for a reason and your ego um, kind of takes over and it Basically smothers everything else including your self esteem I mean usually you're already at a point of, of where you think like your self esteem is not as high mm-hmm. as it should be or could be and that's when you, your ego kind of comes in and creates that mm. um, you know that imitation
0: that's so that funny false because person. <clears throat> I think about often when people talk about ego in a negative connotation They're, they talk about somebody who doesn't have very high self-esteem, has a very big ego. Right. And I've never thought about, I've never thought about it that way, is that you can be so self-confident and then if you cross that threshold into ego to the point where it's almost narcissistic, it's all about you and, you know. Right. Then you lose some of that self-esteem. Right. It's almost like an inverse relationship. You're... You're here, and then once you cross into ego, then your self confidence, yeah, self-esteem starts down. going down. That's crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I think that it's like that. Um, because with the self confidence piece and you're seeing success um before the the ego kind of overrides or take over, like when you're succeeding, like your self esteem is high. You're like, yeah. I got this. And when you're holding that line of being confident. You're like, I got this, I can do this. I'm confident in my abilities. Mm-hmm. I'm succeeding, I'm making strides. And as soon as that ego come in, you're like, I got this. Mm. And then the self-confidence starts to dwindle because you start to turn into a false sense of yourself. And you're like, I got this, it's about me. I got this, I don't need you. Do I really have this? Yeah, I got this.
0: But all, the whole time you might be losing grip on whatever it is that you have, that you have whatever you yep,
1: Exactly. Oh, okay. So I, I feel like, and like you said, it's kind of that here, <coughs> here, here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So that that's all I wanted to add to that because, okay, you know, th- and, and that's typically the bigger the ego, the lower the self-esteem.
0: I think it's interesting. I, I wonder, mm-hmm. um, because for me, I have you know, I've had situations where my ego has taken over and overtaken my self confidence and all of a sudden I feel like not as confident. Yeah. You know, in what I'm doing. And it's because my ego took over. But I can never quite pinpoint when that defining moment was. Mm -hmm. And and so I wonder how how you pinpoint that.
1: You know, I don't know how you pinpoint that. And I think it'll be different for everybody, but I feel like Mm -hmm. a good way to determine that is when you start seeking something. Um, that's outside of what your original objective or plans or goals were. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's kind of like where the ego kicks in. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that would be a good determining factor. So if you set out to uh, accomplish something and you um, put yourself in a place to where you're feeling confident and then Mm -hmm. the ego kicks in and then you start chasing something else or chasing something else because you feel like you have to prove it to yourself for other people to recognize it or Mm -hmm. see it about you then I think that's kind of like where the switch happens. Gotcha. Um, This is
0: such a connector to me to your story about how you chased football for so long. Oh. And it was not for you per se. Yeah. Like the only time that you ended up chasing football for you was after you got injured, after you rehabbed, and then you went to arena football.
1: Because I wanted to prove it to myself. Because
0: you wanted to prove it to yourself. So that wasn't necessarily ego. That was more like... I want to see what I can do. But up to that point, yeah. do you think that your injury was caused by ego when you were like in actual? Uh,
1: that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> that is. Wow. I didn't
0: mean to put you on the spot like that, no, it's but I'm curious.
1: I, you know what? I, I don't think that my injury uh, was caused by ego, but okay. I feel like the opportunities that I missed out on could have been related to ego. And we talked about it in a previous episode, um, transition, where I was like, when my ego kicked in, I was like, I should be here. Why should I have to do all of this? Yeah. Um, And then also, um, when I was on the team, my ego kicked in because I didn't want anybody to help me. I wanted to learn everything myself. I was like, I got this. Yeah. I got here. I got this. I can learn by myself. I can figure this out. I can make this by myself. And Mm -hmm. it ended up being that wasn't true. And I told you about somebody that kind of really took me under their wing and mm-hmm. helped me out and kind of helped me figure things out a little bit. But I still had that little edge. Mm-hmm. Um So do I think that caused my accident? I don't think it caused my accident. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that it probably played into a lot of the outcome okay. of, of what happened, meaning that um how I was applying myself, how I was missing out on opportunities, mm-hmm. how I wasn't taking advantage of um, the situation, the people, and the resources that because were there. Because you just there. thought,
0: like, I'm confident. I can do this. I can do
1: this. I got And you thought,
0: this. like, I'm confident. But, but I really in reality, wasn't it was your ego. It was my ego.
1: My self-esteem was shot. So you couldn't ask for help. Shot. Right. I was like, nah. I was like, okay. you know, and, and my self-esteem was shot because, and this is how that turning point why I told you, like, where I should have known that my self-esteem was shot because I was like, I got to prove this.
0: Okay, so I was going to I was going to say not ask you. I think this is a really good point just to reiterate is yep. that your ego took over and told me and told you and not only that, but you felt like you couldn't ask for help because you didn't need it, even though really you probably did. I did. And so that was ego, that was not confidence.
1: Yep. And I got to prove it. That was it. Like yep. I got this. I got to prove it yep. to myself and
0: everybody else. Yep.
1: About me. I've been there as opposed to
0: not with football (laughs)
1: prove, as opposed to proving to the team and the coaches and everybody that I was a good player. I was a good team player. I was willing to learn. I was willing to do what I needed to. I was trying to prove to myself and to them that I was worthy. Mm. And I felt like I had to prove that probably because I didn't have any self-esteem because my ego was so big and smothered the self-esteem. So it kind of brings it back full circle. And, And, um, you know, you asked a question, I don't think that it played into it, but I feel like um, if you take everything and kind of put it all together, it had some impact somewhere down the line.
0: Okay, so you talk about ego, and this is something that I know I suffer from. I know a lot of female friends that I have suffer from, and I don't know if this affects males In the same way, you might be able to help me understand this. Um, But imposter syndrome. Mm. Um, So imposter syndrome is kind of the...
1: Tell me about it.
0: Imposter syndrome is where you... It's almost like the opposite of ego. Mm -hmm. Where with ego, you're like so supremely confident and way past confidence. And you're just like... Going you're kind of in the narcissistic zone of like I can do anything at any time right imposter syndrome is like you have the success no matter what it is and the imposter in you comes out and starts speaking into like your brain and your heart saying you don't deserve this who do you think you are you are not that skill that whatever it is like there's all these negative things that come into your mindset And that is really imposter syndrome. There were actually some, there were four things that I thought were interesting about imposter syndrome. So the first one was the perfectionist. So the person who's the perfectionist who has imposter syndrome thinks that their work always has to be perfect before they put it out. And so they never, ever put anything out because it's never, ever perfect. And so that's a type of imposter syndrome. Another one was workaholism. So like you always have to be working to prove yourself because you think in your head that you're not good enough to be where you are. So you work, 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 and you basically just work yourself to death because you're trying to prove to most likely yourself, but to what you think is everybody else that you should be where you're at and that you should have the level of success that you have. That's imposter syndrome. Um the other two there was the individual individualist or soloist and this is the person who never asks for help. So kind of like you said mm-hmm. like you don't want to ask for help this is actually a part of imposter syndrome where you're too prideful um I was I almost said proudful you're you're too prideful you're too proud to ask for the help that you need. And also, you don't want people to think that you're a phony or a fake. Like, if you're asking for help, you don't want them to be like... You're supposed
1: to be the expert. Right. Like, you're Mm -hmm. the expert,
0: right? And that's kind of into the next one, which is the genius imposter. And so, you're supposed to know everything about everything. And if you don't, you're afraid that people will see you as an imposter. And that's just not true. Like, it's just not true. So, anyway, I thought that was really interesting because women tend to suffer from imposter syndrome at very high rates and I don't know it's just kind of that like I do, I'm successful and I made it but should I really be here and I'm I really as successful as people think I am like what if people find out that I'm not as good as they thought I was to put me in this position or as they think I am to be as successful as I am and I know that women suffer from this often I suffer from it often even now so I don't know if you have a take on if males suffer from this. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh.
1: And and it's usually not around the things that um you just kind of explain that yourself, I know you're not speaking for all women, but right. what you just identified for yourself, uh, men kind of take on it in a different approach though. And it's more along the lines of... <clears throat> excuse me, um, like fitting in. Mm. Um, So it's not along the lines of like, am I worthy to be here? It's Mm. like, uh, do I actually fit in with this group or Uh do I fit in with um, the people that I'm with, the the situation that I'm in, like, do I fit in? Um, And it kind of does give you that imposter syndrome. So for instance, like for me, um, in our daytime work life Mm -hmm. sometimes when i hang out with certain people at certain levels Mm -hmm. and we see other people that we're out and about and i'm just like dang i wonder what the other people are thinking like what is d doing with them like or if they do see me with them they're like what is he up to
0: uh yeah
1: and and sometimes in my mind i'm like uh should I even be hanging out with them? Like, am, am I going to even be able to speak the language? Am I going to be able to even fit in? Um, even though I know it shouldn't be like that because they welcome me with open arms. Right. Um. So I think that men do. Okay. Um. Do have imposter syndrome, but I don't think it's the way that you said it where it's around like the work or feeling like you're adequate. It's more for me. I'm not going to speak for all men. Right. About like, how do I fit in? <laughs> Uh, we need to get some cough drops.
0: Uh, we do need to get some cough.
1: Good great Sorry, people. I, we're
0: we're getting over cold.
1: But you know what, though? Uh, this is real life. This is real life, yeah. We're not giving it to them, you know. Polished. Polished and perfect the way that, you know, some people pretend to be. We're not perfect. No.
0: You know what? So I, I don't want to get you off track, but the yeah. entire time that you were saying that, mm-hmm. I just kept thinking, like, is this true... Obviously, we all have our own individual experiences, but I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. like, is this true for you as a black male? So if we were interviewing a white male, Mm -hmm. would they say the same thing about feeling imposter syndrome? I wonder. Uh, That's not a question that either of us can answer. I wasn't going to answer that. I was going to be like, uh, I don't know. Right. But I just—it just makes me wonder if there is um, a certain. It's a good question. Yeah, if with privilege comes, maybe, maybe, with the privilege of being a white male, you don't necessarily feel this.
1: Yeah, because you feel like you should fit in everywhere you go. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I
0: don't know. know. And there we have very good friends who are white males who may disagree and say that they often feel imposter syndrome. This may affect everybody. But it just it made my wheels start turning in that um, you are a minority in one way. I'm a minority in another way. And I wonder how much that plays into feeling like we have imposter syndrome.
1: It does sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, And for me, like I said, I'm not speaking for all men, but for me as a man it is based on situations and who I'm around it's not so much based on like am I capable my skill set my confidence in my ability to do the job right it's more about do I fit into this group what are these people thinking about me what are these people saying about me when I'm not around
0: uh, like it's yeah.
1: it's like that type of Do I even really belong in this group? Should I even come to the next gathering? Gotcha. Um, So, but I keep going though. Okay. Yeah.
0: As we talk- I keep
1: going and keep feeling like an imposter the whole time and and keep going.
0: Well, and there's ways that you- even if you feel like an imposter, sometimes you are a very confident person. Oh yeah, definitely. And I know this, like I live with you. I see it. I see you at at work in a large organization. I see it. I see you at work as an entrepreneur and I see it. And so I want to talk about some of these tips um, into how you do this. And the first one is you really do commit to your growth.
1: Yep. And that's why I said, I keep going. Mm -hmm. That's me committing to my growth because every time I go, I become more comfortable around the people. And if I don't know the language or I feel like I don't know um, how to fit in, the only way I'm going to learn it is to be in the midst. True. So that's me committing to growth by not saying I'm an imposter. Oh, man, I don't think I belong here. I'm just going to stop going. No, I'm up in there every time opportunity is extended. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll be there.
0: Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. Another thing you mentioned is the power of affirmation.
1: Oh, yeah. I tell myself all the time.
0: This is very mental. It's very mental. Whether you have imposter syndrome or not, whether you have high self-confidence or low self-confidence, whether you play into a negative connotation of ego or not mental health and affirmations are so important.
1: Definitely. And yeah. as a part of me committing to growth, mm-hmm. my affirmations help me with that because I tell myself I'm like you got this like when I'm with the group, I'm telling myself you're going to figure it out. Yeah. You're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Might not be today. Tomorrow might be the day. Mm-hmm. Um and I tell myself you belong here. Yeah. Yeah, you belong here. You fit in.
0: And so even if like at that time, you feel like maybe you don't belong there. If you're telling yourself that you do belong there.
1: That's how I make it through.
0: You make it through that. But then you probably come back just a little bit more confident the next time. Oh, yes. Okay.
1: Oh, yes. I get a boost.
0: Okay. So you get that boost. Yeah. And so the over fact, time, you build your confidence oh, based of course. on these affirmations. Yeah.
1: And the okay. fact that they invite me back again, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you on the right track. <laughs> yeah. You got this. Good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing you talk about is how to position yourself to succeed in in boosting your self confidence and your ego, and I think this is important. Um, the things that the things that you wrote down for us, mm-hmm. I think, are really important. So I want people to hear these. <laughs> The first one is preparation. Yeah. You are the king of preparing, <clears throat> of being prepared, of planning. Like you do this better, well, you definitely do this better than me because we are just <laughs> two opposite individuals, but you do this better than most of the people that I know. Yeah. So why is this so important to success? And uh, how I mean, it's helped me.
1: I think sort of that, that there, when you but. talk about confidence, mm-hmm. being prepared automatically gives you that boost. And for me, and you know, and it's funny, and we're going to talk about this real quick. I'm going to make it quick. You know how you say, I can get up in front of people and I can just kind of speak and mm-hmm. do it confidently and kind of move the room, move the crowd, inspire, yeah. motivate.
0: Yeah, I just, to so if you guys haven't heard all of our episodes, in one episode, I do mention this, that Daryl... <clears throat> You can give me a speech and be like, April, you have a speech in two weeks. And I'll be like, cool, two weeks is good. I got it. So I'll, you know, script it out. I'll play it back. Like I'll record myself doing it. I'll play it back over and over and over. And then I'll feel like very confident after I do that a certain number of times and rehearse it that I can get up and I can give the speech and I can play off, play off the things that I said and be perfectly okay. And it can come off naturally. And for Daryl, I'm like, hey, you have a speech in 15 minutes in front of 200 people. And he's like, cool. And he goes up and he can kill it.
1: Yep. And I'm going to tell you why. Excuse me. Let me clear my throat. throat) Um, Two reasons why. One is because I stay true to me and it's my story. That's one. That's Mm the first thing. The second one, preparation. I don't just prepare for the event or um, whatever I'm doing the night before, the week before. I prepare every day. You know how we talk about, I reflect. Yeah. When I'm reflecting, I'm thinking, you know, when I get up in the morning, I mean, I'm constantly preparing for anything. I'm constantly talking to myself, I'm constantly giving myself affirmations. I'm constantly telling myself my story in my head wow so so that's why and you know uh, and when we're talking about me speaking or me engaging and i don't know if you ever had a chance to i'm talking to the people not because i know she had but if you haven't had a chance and our listeners to just kind of like if you had a chance to hang out with me for a day mm. you'll probably be like oh my gosh like this dude is always like it's on it's there mm-hmm. and sometimes it could be fun and it could be crazy and silly but like i'm always just kind of going mm. um and, and I guess a part of that is how people say, oh, you don't say much. Like, you look like you have a lot going on, you know? People
0: say that to you all They say that to me, but. Like, at, there's a lot going on in your head. Why don't you say what you're thinking? Yeah, and no, you, you can't
1: take everything. everything that I'm thinking every time and when you want it. I promise you that. <laughs> um, but as a form, I guess, informal preparation. Like, it just kind of happens. It's just kind of going. So when it's time to actually prepare, it's not me. Like, I'm not cramming. Uh-huh. I'm not. You know, trying to get everything in and hustle and bustle like because my foundation and my key points are with me all the time. And I'm kind of always going through those.
0: I think this is smart. I think this is why a lot of um, large organizations or any, anybody, entrepreneurs, anybody, when they talk about elevator speeches, yeah, I think this is what they're referring to. Yeah. But I almost want to say this was like a mic drop because this is not how I prepare. Yeah. Um, I'm very much Waiting for the moment. in the moment. <laughs> and then I wait for the moment. Like I'm just constantly in the moment and you're nah. constantly preparing. Yeah. This is like how you live. So this is yeah. a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. This is crazy. So, uh, that it is. I just wanted to reiterate that because I felt like that was a microphone. So,
1: that, yep, yeah, that's the preparation. Yeah. And, and, and that's how I position myself. And it's, I mean, it's weird. And that works for me. It might not work for everybody because right. you might say, God, D, you got to turn it off sometime. I do sometimes, but you know what? It's always something going on in there. And April will tell you, like, like my response is when I want them to be or when I want to be like mm-hmm. it don't matter what the situation is like I'm right there I'm in it yeah I can come with it I can bring it right there and um, and it can be serious it can be funny it can be um, you know whatever the situation is and I think that also for my emotional intelligence that I think that's also a reason why because yeah. I'm on I'm, I'm my senses are going I'm constantly going through thoughts, yeah. um, which is a form of preparation, I guess. Definitely. informal. So.
0: Definitely. Well, the next one is you kind of started talking about this a little bit, but knowing your boundaries. Oh, yeah. And so knowing when you should be on and you should be building up your confidence mm-hmm. and then knowing when to turn it off and when to just give your brain a break. Yeah. I read a really interesting article today, actually. It was... The title of the article was about how women feel stressed differently than men. Yeah. But there was a section in it that talked about how the brain is really the only organ that needs a break, which is interesting because we talk about your bodies need a break, but really your bodies listen to your mind. And so your brain is the one organ that needs a break. And so when we talk about knowing your boundaries in relation to self-confidence and building your confidence and building your self-esteem, how does that work for you?
1: I'm laughing because here's the thing. I know those boundaries. And what's so crazy about the boundaries with April is usually when I've reached that point, and I want to shut it off and turn it down. That's when she's ready to go.
0: <laughs> I'll have all these ideas. And, and I'll be like,
1: I can kick my feet up and I do turn it off sometimes. And I do, you know, they say turn down for what? Yeah, I, I do turn down <laughs> to give my brain a break. But usually when I do that, like, I don't know if if that's like an invitation for April. And she sees me like turn down and she might be like, all right, I got him. Let me go in because I know he like, you know what I mean? Cause I usually I usually lay back. I'm doing it like right here because this is where it happens at. on the couch. I usually lay back, get my pillows tucked in and then she'll be like, you know what? I was thinking about something. I'm just like, oh, boy, here we go. Like, I just turn it off, you know,
0: different personality. Uh,
1: yeah, definitely. So uh, and knowing your boundaries, <coughs> knowing when, yeah. uh, you know, you need to turn down.
0: Yeah, I think just knowing when that when your brain is done and when you need oh, to yeah. take a break. For oh sure. yeah. Oh um, yeah. I like the. I really like this you should know but don't let go of their perfectionist or sorry not don't let go of perfectionist I was about to say uh-huh. don't
1: but what? No. we talk about this all the time and we that's talk something. about it
0: constantly for me it's tough daryl is a perfectionist
1: i try to be i'm not but i, I am yes, so for are. instance here's a prime example for everybody okay. that's listening that's like okay. all this coughing and stuff that we've been doing all night it's
0: driving him crazy
1: oh it's driving me nuts i'm gonna go with it though because it's real like
0: it is real but I know it's driving you it's
1: driving crazy. It's driving me nuts. Yeah. And at first I was like, how can I edit this out? How can I edit this out without it being ridiculous? And then for the people who are watching on YouTube, like I've been leaning over trying to clear my throat and leaning over trying not to cough in the mic and stuff. And finally I just got to a point where I was like, you know. Forget it. Yeah. Like they're really I getting just, to yeah. see us. And this is who we are. And we're not going to pretend to be perfect. And and I think that April does a great job of holding me accountable um, for that because she's a go, go, go. And um, she's not that type of person. So I appreciate you holding me accountable. But, yeah, the prime example is tonight. All the coughing and stuff. I'm like, dang it, how can I edit this out? And then I'm just like, I'll screw it. Like, whatever. (laughs) They get it all. They get the coughs, throat clears, everything.
0: So true all right I also so you also have here that it's okay like know that it's okay to ask for help yeah I struggle with this a lot
1: I know oh I know I ain't gonna bring up nothing because I know the camera's gotta go off at some point and I'm gonna have to (laughs) deal with you but yeah I I oh I I got examples on top of examples on top of examples (laughs) I mean sometimes I'm just like I'm right here, baby. I got I you. Like, let me help. But you but are this is like uh, a daily thing. Uh, yeah. Every day. <laughs> I know. And it drives me nuts because she gets so frustrated. Like she has to do it by herself. And I'm What are we, what are we doing? We just kind of like just talking now. I guess so. Um. Anyways. Yeah. So and she gets so frustrated when she's trying to do things <laughs> by herself. And I'm literally standing there. And, like, I want to go in. But when she get frustrated, I'm like, dang, I don't want her to snap at me. So I'm not going to, like, dive in to try to help her. But she needs some help right now. And I'm here to help. But she ain't going to ask for it. And I'm not going to just jump in. Because then I don't know what the outcome of that's going to be.
0: Well, let's talk about how this really goes back to ego, right? Ooh. So we talk about building mm. self-confidence. Bring
1: that thing back full circle, sister.
0: You know, and it is... <sighs> I am supremely confident in the fact that I can be the mom, I can be the wife, I can be the worker bee, I can be an entrepreneur, I can be the you know, COO of our company, but at the same time, that confidence always kind of tips over into ego, mm-hmm. where I do have trouble asking for help. I have trouble asking for help from a parenting standpoint where I'm like, I'm the mom, I got this. I have a trouble I've trouble asking for help from an entrepreneurial standpoint where I'm like, I'm the COO and I also have the creative side and I got this. And in reality, I need Daryl. Mm-hmm. Like I need him to help me with those things. And this happens in a large organization setting too, where I'm like, I got this, I've got the skill set, I can do it, and even if I don't, I can figure it out on my own and I don't ask for the help that I need. Yeah. And this is super important. And it really does go back to confidence crossing over into ego threshold. Definitely. Yeah. So um, I really want to talk about. Well, first I think we talked about a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like trying to give her the eye, and she won't look he, at me.
0: I know, because I want to talk about more, but he just nudged I, me with his knee. So, uh, I guess it's time for us to wrap up, which is not yeah. a bad thing.
1: I think we covered as much as we could with the time that we, you know, try to stay within. Yeah. Um, so. Good. Let's shut it down.
0: Let's shut it down.
1: All right. That's it for the night.
0: All right. Until yeah. next time.
1: We out. Peace.
0: Bye. Hey, everybody. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the Success in Black and White podcast. You'll get notified every time a new episode is posted, which is every Tuesday.
1: If you loved this episode, help us spread the love. Rate and leave a review on our iTunes podcast episode. Also. Share that you listen on social media and tag us on your posts. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all social media platforms.
0: And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all social media platforms as well. Thanks for listening. Oh, my gosh. You sound like Keith Sweat.
1: Oh, my goodness. Really?
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh. Oh, did it record?
1: (laughs) Yeah.